Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Late to the Party, Joe Watches the West Wing. I am in the last three episodes before the season finale, and uh, the show's heating up. We're getting a little bit more uh, personal, right? In previous episodes, I've talked about how um, there's a lot of kind of policy discussion, and we definitely see still a lot of the inner workings, but we're getting a little bit more personal. So uh, I like how season 19 opened up with a gag about uh, President Bartlett reading whatever is on the piece of paper, um, even though, you know, they're not outside, they had to move inside. And, and then there's like the gag about the weather. I like that a lot. Uh, the uh, the staff is upset with how bad of a year they are having. They've only had one win, and that's the Mendoza confirmation. Uh, it's interesting to see what a bad year uh, in this White House looks like a bad year in 2000 looks like um, as kind of the current administration is marred with a lot of uh, bad things happening to them. They've had, I think, probably one win with the tax bill, but there's uh, there's been a government shutdown and staff leaving like crazy and, and stuff like that. So it's just interesting to see what their bad year looks like versus our bad year in 2018 if you think that 2018 or the first year of the presidency was bad right and and i you know i'm i haven't made it a secret that i'm not a fan of this administration but uh you know this is not a show where i am pontificating my politics so uh it's just it's just interesting to see what they think a bad year looks like versus what the media i guess will say feels a bad year is in the first year of the current administration so um, I, I don't have too many notes on this episode. You know, there was the, the memo, um, about, uh, how incompetent the current administration is and how that got leaked to the press, how Mandy wrote it, um, when she was a consultant for some opposition and, uh, then Danny, the journalist that I think we all are supposed to like, uh, or at least I like, um, is going to publish it because he feels he should. It is news, uh, and 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 you know CJ's kind of pissed off about that. Um, and then at the end of the episode, again, I don't have too many notes for this episode, but um, you know, it's I love how uh, Leo gives Jed a pep talk, and now they decide they're going to come out swinging and they're going to do the things that uh, you know they said they were going to do, and and. The episode's called Let Bartlett Be Bartlett. I really like that. This is a thing that we all hope and wish and want for the presidency, right? Is that they're going to do the things um, that aren't necessarily the best politically, but what they feel is best for the country. Uh, so that's just kind of, I feel like that episode was kind of a primer for the next couple of episodes, right? Uh, the president's ratings are way down. How do they fix that? Let Bartlett be Bartlett. Um, going into episode 20, uh, which was about mandatory minimums, uh, we're talking a little bit more about the, um, the politics of it all. Uh, I just have a note that says Charlie's great. I... <laughs> uh, I like Charlie a lot. I think he's a fellow with integrity. He's a fantastic uh, character. So uh, we're talking mandatory minimums here. I I say if there are half as many meetings as this show implies, 
working at the White House would be my nightmare. Uh, I get bummed out when I have like four meetings on my calendar for any given day. And it just seems like they go from meeting to meeting to meeting, like like their main job is meetings. Right. And I, I, you know, I guess at some level they're managing. I think I I mentioned on a previous episode that uh, it seems based on this show, the White House's staff. Uh, their job is to drum up votes for the president's policies. So it makes sense that they're the ones meeting with a lot of people to get kind of uh, to feel the temperature of Congress to make sure they're getting the votes that they need to whip up some votes. Right. That's where the term uh, whip comes from. So it just seems like it's my nightmare. Um, there's also really high tensions everywhere, right? Everyone's annoyed at Mandy because of the memo. CJ is annoyed at Danny because he uh, published that memo and, and people saw what, uh, what you know, certain consultants, let's say, think about the current White House. Um, I love the meeting that uh, Leo had. Uh, with um with the hypocrisy meeting i guess we'll call it right where uh he kind of meets with people and says like hey we're doing this thing on drugs uh and if you come out against it well here are some things that we know about you and and how you've skirted the law with drugs so or somebody you know has skirted the law with drugs i really loved that uh, I want a regular Tuesday suit. <laughs> uh, this is a running gag, right? Josh uh, has a crush on Joey um, and uh, Joey Lucas. And so he got dressed up real nice. And then all of the staff busts his chops, right? We're digging more into that personal side of thing. We're starting to really feel connected with the characters. If we haven't started to feel that already, we're starting to feel more of a connection with the characters and their band banter and their personal lives and so that's been really fun to watch right um so that's those are the notes that i have for this oh uh, also oh oh actually i almost forgot this uh, i love this part right so uh mandy is on the outs with the whole staff she's kind of been blacklisted from meetings the rest of the staff is having uh cj is not talking to Danny, right? Danny's like a senior White House correspondent uh, and journalist, and, and and CJ's not talking to him, even though she usually talks to him the most because she's pissed off at him. And uh, President Bartlett pulls the staff aside and says to keep, uh, keep Mandy, you know, let her out of the doghouse, that she was just doing her job. And she says this, he says the same thing to CJ about Danny. This is another one of those moments where we are seeing the president behave how we hope and want the president to behave. Clearly, we are not seeing that president do that, right? He's, well, again, I don't, I don't want this to be, you know, Joe's political thoughts, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of easy, right? It's it's not that far-fetched to compare what we see on the show with what we see in real life. And I know that this is a TV show, and uh, maybe this is the president that I'm most uh, cognizant for. You know, uh, my first election was George, uh, was, was 2004, uh, George W. Bush versus uh, Kerry. So I've known, you know, I've, I've known 
George W. Bush's presidency and, pre- and Obama's presidency. Um, and I was just, you know, I just kind of played politics based on whatever I felt. Um, in in this current presidency, it's it's the president of the party that I used to identify most with. And as just, you know, watching him like fire people on Twitter is not how you want any president to behave. You know, you, you hear people who even didn't like the previous president say, well, at least he was presidential. Um, but but President Jed Bartlett is a guy that we hope we like he you know maybe he's not the hero we deserve but he's the hero that we want he's what we want our president to be um you know somebody with integrity who's more or less even keeled and and things like that so that was episode 20 about mandatory minimums and uh episode 21 is called lies damn lies and statistics i like this title just because uh you know I <laughs> statistics are a very funny and interesting thing to me. Uh, seeing the phone banks discussion was interesting, and I wonder how accurate um, that is. Right, so they they kind of start with what are the languages? What's the language of the questions that you're asking? You want to make sure that you're not. You want them to be clear. You don't want them to lead the uh, interviewee or anything like that. And then you see the the phone banks open, and they talk about how. You know, they they need I think it's 48 hours because they need to make 6000 phone calls in order to get 1500 or 1200 usable responses. So there are a lot of hard conversations on this show. Sam has to call. um, uh, Is it Lori, uh, the the call girl, um, and say he can't go because the White House is under a lot of scrutiny right now. And people know about the relationship that Sam has with her. Um, you know, Leo calls in that, that guy, Barry and, and, uh, <laughs> kind of like, uh, you know, pulls out all the stops with the Marine, um, which by the way, watching that Marine, uh, display gave me immense pride, um, in my country. So, uh, you know, CJ is having some hard conversations, um, and, and things like that, you know, Danny, Danny's having a hard conversation with CJ. Uh, Leo has a hard conversation with CJ and, and, um, and then, you know, uh, Sam does mess up and he goes to see Laurie, uh, and a picture is taken, um, of them together. So he kind of broke the rule and everybody's pissed off. You know, tensions are pretty high in this episode. Uh, we're also talking about F the FEC vote to change a policy. And I like this because it's interesting as we just kind of went through this with the FCC, right? So, um, the the president and the staff go through you know some number of lengths to make sure that they can secure another vote to change campaign finance policy uh i like that little chess game that we saw where uh you know they move one of you know one of their votes against uh campaign finance change to ambassador that was very cool and how they made that work um, but it also harkens back to what we're seeing with the FCC now, right? So uh, this is more of the, well, the president's office is trying to affect policy as much as they can without actually having to go through Congress. They know they're not going to get campaign finance reform through Congress, and they're trying to do it another way. So, um, I, you know, I like that. Uh, I also think that, you know, my brother told me that the season finale 
of season one is crazy, and it seems like maybe they're 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 gearing up uh, for a government shakeup of some sort, right? Um, CJ or Sam or or Mandy, uh, you know, one of them might get fired. It seems, um, you know, because CJ kind of made that mess up with the presence not legally obligated, and Sam with the picture of the call girl. Uh, and and Mandy, who should be out of the doghouse, but you know, you never know. Um, so it kind of seems like that. Uh, there's also talk about growth and influence with the Hispanic vote of the Hispanic vote. That's something that's been a hot button issue since then, essentially, with the Hispanic vote growing and and uh, p- uh, political parties trying to cater to that. Well, some political parties trying to cater to that. So it's interesting to see maybe the start, maybe not the start, the start for me. That's the earliest reference that I've seen uh, for it um, kind of happen. So uh, this is a very interesting episode. It ends with the poll results coming in and um, the president is up nine points over three weeks, which is incredibly good. And that brings us into episode 22, the season finale, which I will do a separate episode for. Um, my my first thoughts on that uh, is, are that, um, you know, the threat against Zoe hasn't been resolved. Uh, so that's one thing, right? They've referenced that in a few episodes. Um, and then there's the possible government shakeup. So those are a couple of things that could be kind of crazy, but who knows? I'm not quite sure. So we'll just see what happens. You know, I, I will I'll watch and I'll take notes and, um, and, and we'll see what happens. So that's it. Uh, if you have any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, want to call in and leave your thoughts, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, So until next time, thanks for listening.